Hi, my name is Jessica Hancock. I'm the business manager at EM Publishing and host on EM Live. And you're listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, Morris, Peter and Jessica are recording live on location from UK Games Expo with all the chaos you'd expect from that. In the news, information about Paizo's Abomination Vaults for 5th edition, a new critical role novel, a breaking story about Modiphius, and more. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This podcast is sponsored by Morris' unofficial tabletop RPG talk. Hang on. This is Morris' unofficial tabletop RPG talk. Is it sponsoring itself? But why? We're stuck in some sort of recursive loop, trapped in an infinite void of mirrors spiralling through eternity in an increasingly self-referential abyss, cursed to... Uh, oh, oh, it's just a typo. Never mind. All the tabletop role-playing news, we aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse, and Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am in Birmingham. I am Russ, a.k.a. Morris, or Morris, a.k.a. Russ, and with me this week, sitting in a dingy little hotel room. Oh, <laughs> it's not that bad. It is. Peter Carvey from the Southampton Guild of Role Players, Russ, as ever, it is a complete delight to be here. And furthermore, we are in Birmingham at the National Exhibition Centre, when we have no, bought that pre- title. We're at the Premier Inn. We are at the Premier Inn. Let's, but... pod- <laughs> Let's keep this podcast factual, please. I refuse. <laughs> and together, we have that titan of the industry. It's the one. It's the only. It's... It's me, Jessica from EM Publishing, recording from a mediocre, not dingy, Premier Inn in Birmingham. <laughs> oh! Okay, please, Premier Inn, do not cancel all the further bookings yeah. from EM Publishing. They would be very sad. Please yeah. note that Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk is not sponsored by Premier Inn. Oh, hell no. But if they would like to, maybe. We yeah. might say nice things about if any, yeah. if any Premier employees are listening to this, please let us know. <laughs> No, but we are at the UK Games Expo, yes. and we're recording this on Saturday evening because we were too tired yesterday on Friday. Yeah. I think is the really good reason because mm. uh, we've been really busy on the stand. We're the actually too tired now as well. Yes, to be fair. but I have a, I have a glass of wine, so that makes the difference. Ah, and okay. I have had three points. Anyway, we should are we here do at should we do what some sort of news? I thought you were going to say should we do the tango, and I was going to say oh. possibly, but yeah. I don't think it would Did make good. Po- space, right? I wouldn't make good podcast material. Oh, I can make space. Always space for the tango. Yeah, let's talk about the news. So the first bit of the news is that in the UK, uh, the UK Games Expo is happening from the 35th of June. Is it? Yes. Nobody tell me. And this is, I mean, this is a big deal for us because we've not been to conventions for two years because I can't imagine why various world events that have happened. Mm. And so it's really nice to be at conventions. But we'll talk Mm. about that a bit later. The topic of the week will be We're going to talk about conventions, yeah. Excellent. So that is is the big news. But, okay, so. And also, this will be coming out on Sunday, but if you are at the UK Games Expo. We are on booth one three oh one, and that somebody mean- apparently came to the booth and told Russ that they liked him on the podcast, which is clearly a lie. And yes. they said I was the best one, which is yeah, clearly yeah. a lie. Yeah, of course it did me. They said I was the best one <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Yeah. So, shall we? Shall we talk about? Some abomination vaults. <gasps> yes, let's do that. Tell me more. Paizo, I must know. We have talked about this recently. No, no. We but have. Paizo 
gave us some more information about their fifth edition version. Because mm-hmm. really? the, uh, the Pathfinder 2E version came out like recently, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. like the other week. We talked yeah. about it recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the uh, fifth edition version yes. um, is a conversion of the Adventure Path. It's mm. three parts, I believe, uh, oh. over yes. to Fire Um It's a complete overhaul, apparently. It's oh. not just like changing some stat blocks. They yeah. are doing a complete mm-hmm. rules oh. overhaul. Streamlined combat encounters. Oh. They've like changed all the treasure and the XP. Oh. So it's oh. not just like a copy-based jobby. Right. It's, right. you know... Proper made an effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. spent some time on this. Yeah. It's also designed to appeal to non-Pathfinder players. Right. So it's for 5e players. As well. Yeah. That makes sense. That I mean, would make sense. designed for 5e. If you design it for yeah. the players that play 5e, that's yeah. smart. Yeah. What yeah. a business move. Well, it, oh, but, oh, but they've got monsters that 5e players might not be familiar with. Such as? I don't know. Good. <laughs> <Abominations>. <laughs> this is why you're the best one. No, yeah, no, no. Abominations in the But vault. it's not out now. Because <laughs> no. they're, well, they're still... It's out in November mm-hmm. 2022. So, Please. perhaps an ideal Christmas present for... Well, those DMs, the, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So it's going to cost fifty nine ninety nine dollars. Oh, okay. Uh, which is $5 more than the Pathfinder version. Interesting. Which was fifty four ninety nine. So it pays to not play D&D, is what you're saying. Damn. <laughs> the 5e tax is real. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an actual tax. Well, that's fair enough, because they probably... Yeah, yeah. yeah fair enough. Yeah. Uh, do you know anything about Critical Role, Jess? Uh, I know that it is critical. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Sorry. We're recording in the same room. I remember I was just looking like I was a total idiot. That was the best point I could come up with. Anyway. I do. Do you want me to talk about uh, the critical role books? Is that is that what that uh, seamless segue I mean, was? If you can be bothered, yeah. Okay, so critical I mean, role. I don't, don't don't put yourself out. You know. Okay. All right. I won't. Okay, I will, because uh, otherwise this will go on forever and it's quite there's late that, and we're very tired. There's a lot um, of tumbleweed. Let's go. Come on. So, it's not that late. It's only nine forty, and I'm supposed to be having another beer later. Yeah, so drink it. let's get this done. We'll have some more drinks afterwards. Right. Anyway, Woo-hoo. professionals. Critical Role yes. are announcing a novel series based on their series, and it's called Critical Ooh. Role, The Mighty Nine, The Nine Eyes of Lucian. Oh. And okay. when The Mighty Nine is written like the German word for no. Oh. Uh, so it's written by New York Times bestselling author Madeleine Rue. Mm-hmm. Who's, she's also done the Asylum series, House of Fury series, and she's done Dungeons and Dragons stuff, so she's probably very well qualified to do this. Um, but yeah, so it's following out uh, based on the critical role of Vox Machina. Uh-huh. Uh, it follows on from that book that was released last November nice. and it will be coming out in November again 2022 so November 2022 if you have Critical Role fans and you want to buy them a Christmas present maybe this will be the thing it's interesting Woo. what Critical Role is doing so mm. they, they've got their streaming obviously mm. they've now got their publishing arm which has produced a board game mm. and an yep. upcoming role playing yep. um, products yep. and they're doing novels yep. yeah. you know like Critical Role as a brand is it's a lifestyle brand I think yeah yeah. In the in the same way that I would argue D and D is oh, a life, definitely is. Yeah, lifestyle yeah, brand. Yeah, you don't need to argue that. It really is. Yeah. Some people got really upset because I said that somewhere and they got really upset. Oh, absolutely. Saying that. That's, that's the intention. Well, D and D is a lifestyle brand. Yeah. yeah. I said that and they got really upset. Really? Yeah. Why? It, well, we're on Twitter in fairness, so I think that's no, why people no, go no. to get upset. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, you said a thing on Twitter and someone got I upset. I did. I had the yeah. Not, <laughs> did not see that. Hey, but in fairness, that normally doesn't happen because like no one follows me on Twitter, so normally <laughs> I don't deal with it. Uh, so yeah, I'm, not, I'm not used to that. Yeah, if I say anything on Twitter, someone gets upset. Yeah, but you have like a lot of followers. Not that many. I have like three. It's not like I have like. Oh. 
celebrity followers. Follow at you Tabletop Jess on Twitter.co.uk for all of your latest and make D&D sure you get controversial very upset hot every takes. Time, every, every time, time I say anything, just get annoyed. Yeah, that's great. That's what yeah. I want in my life. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Oh, you actually. The thing to follow is Mm. at EM Publishing RPG. That's that's where. That's the thing to follow. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, critical. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Kickstarter and international shipping and. This sounds like it's going to be a really, 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 really boring topic. But yeah, that sounds so, so Steve, I'm Steve excited already. <laughs> so, Steve Jackson yeah. Games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They okay. have announced uh-huh. on their current Kickstarter yeah. right. that starting with the next Kickstarter they do and all future campaigns, okay. they will no longer be offering international shipping at all. Oh. Because it's just too much of a pain. Yeah. Keep it in the uh, they, they cite not just the rise of shipping costs, which obviously mm. we know is yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also... Because they're having to deal with so many different jurisdictions, and mm. all of them have customs, yeah. all of them have different legal requirements, or half of them have different paperwork you have to fill mm-hmm. in. You know, it's a, mm. it's, a it's a pain in the ass. It really is. Yeah. Um, they've just said it's just not worth it. It's not worth uh, doing it. That does make sense. Like when we're doing our kickstarters, we do specific countries, mm-hmm. and. I have to look up and research. We very in much limit it, limit the number of countries we ship. Yeah, so we do North mm-hmm. America, UK, EU countries, mm-hmm. and Australia. Yeah, oh, that's pretty, and, that's, and New Zealand. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, and, uh, and Scandinavia as well. Mm. Uh, well, you can you can look at our start to see, but yeah, and it, and it's for the reason that those are the easiest to group together, so we can make the shipping prices similar for like those areas, because otherwise it just gets out of control. Because mm-hmm. some because because we do books, obviously. A lot of those countries don't yeah. charge VAT on books, mm-hmm. so when you get it there, but some do, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's yeah, I guess it's a bit. So, Evil so I understand why. Evil Hat, mm-hmm. um, for quite a while, like mm-hmm. a few years now, has not offered international shipping on their Kickstarters. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's not a new thing then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Steve Jackson's just kind of following on. I don't know if it's more difficult if you're in America to ship to the EU than it is to be in the EU and ship to America. Yeah, I imagine because. As the UK mm. shipping to, even though we've left the EU now, that's a whole different I found, I find right. I found shipping very, very easy. All I had to do was say, Jess, could you arrange a shipping? Ah. Said, yeah. yeah. It was simple. What's the problem? Yeah, that's true. And anyone else listening, if you pay me to organise your shipping, <laughs> <laughs> it's like same for you. Um, yeah, it's, no, shipping to America mm. from the UK is a whole thing. We've had mm. to register with US Customs. We had to fill this paperwork out. We recently had our shipment because we got the Zeitgeist books for Level Up going over mm. to the US and there was a form that was incorrect with our um, customs shipping paperwork so we, I had to run around on Wednesday the day before coming to the UK Games Expo mm. to sort that out um, and it's just the most minor thing and it's so pedantic it's fine Woo. and the books are on their way there mm. and actually also kind of news is uh, North America level up books not the zeitgeist ones but all the other ones mm. are going out to backers now yeah, so some backers are. when listening to this will have received their books so people have got their tracking details and shipping notifications so it's very exciting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know, it's a, it is quite a quiet news week. Good. There isn't an awful lot else to talk about. I know something else. Go on. Do you, how do you guys like free things? I hate do it. I, I hate free things. I, <laughs> <you> I <laughs> much prefer to With a big things. bag of swag. If you hate them, <laughs> give them to me. I'll look after them for you. Okay, well, Peter, I'll tell you about this thing. Oh, you yeah, like free things. I do like free things. Do you like free things? I do. They do. Okay. They do. Uh, free RPG Day is coming yes. in just a few weeks' time. <gasps> so, in North America, it's on no. June 25th. No. And the rest of the world, 
because um, we're different from America, obviously, mm-hmm. is July 23rd. Mm. So Free RPG Day is coming, and there have been some announcements about what free RPGs there will be. So Paizo have two new releases. So it's called one is called Skitter Warp for Starfinder. Ooh, I don't I like know that, that one. No, I don't know it either. But, but Skitter like Warp sounds fun. I was mm-hmm. going to say Skittle, but it's not. It's Skitter. Oh, well, like, even better, like the next name. <laughs> yeah, um, but A Fistful of Flowers mm. for Pathfinder that as well. Awesome. Which sounds like, it sounds like it's going to be nice, but I think it's going to be deeply morbid. Mm. Sounds like a Western to me. Okay. WizKids are having a paint kit. I think it's called <sighs> Harangon. So Harangon is the rabbit yes. um, playable race in D&D. There you go. Yes. Them. You can play a rabbit in the indie. So yes. they've got a paint kit for them. You can play with a minis. Modifius for free RPG Day are doing a starter set rules for Homefront Revelations, mm-hmm. which is the RPG coming out. The Darrington Press, so that's Critical Role again. They're doing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a one page RPG called A Familiar Problem, which is written by Grant Howitt, who we had in the podcast yes. just on Monday talking about the Die RPG. Yes. We had him on the podcast about two years ago. Oh, it's, not com- years ago. It's, not, I, it's not a competition. It's been, it's been like, more like four. Four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's not a competition. I wasn't... You know, be like, well, well yeah, I'm first. <laughs> it is a competition. Okay, fine. Well, you win. Well done. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it was uh, very nice to see Grant. I'm sure he liked talking to you a lot more. I did, and I saw Grant just today as well in yeah. the halls. They're mm. doing very well on their stands, so they're selling Good. games and things there. And Die. the Die RPG Kickstarter mm. is doing really well, which is nice to see. Mm. Anyway, I digress. There's also Battle Mats coming out for Free RPG mm. Day, um, a full adventure for Cursed of the Dreadmarsh oh, t- crew. T- talking of Battle Mats, Loki Battle Mats. That's oh, the one I was talking about. About. Gave me a lovely, lovely battle mat today. Oh, they gave you a freebie. Yes, and this but is, wait, wait, you don't well, like free things. Yeah, though, so why would they do that? Hands. We'll I'll stop take it. From it. Stop it's, not, it's not yeah. free because I said I will tweet about it. Okay. Oh, you're being a so, you're being a paid chill. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Okay. Yes. Are yeah. you an influencer now? Is that what that oh, means? God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yes. <laughs> You get given free stuff and you tweet about it. You know, I don't think I'm an influencer. I've ever influenced I'm gonna buy you a selfie stick. (laughs) (laughs) You you have to ask Al about the selfie stick story. I don't want to now. (laughs) Anyway, I'm moving on. Mantic Games have a terrain piece, which Mm. is a mausoleum. Uh, for their terrain crate line, which sounds delightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's loads of other things. There's Goodman Games doing stuff, Renegade Game Studios, Privateer Press, mm-hmm. uh, loads of other people. And the way this works for Free RPG Day, if you've not heard about it before, so it's an initiative for your friendly local gaming store to help support them. Mm-hmm. So if you go to your local gaming store and talk to them about it, they'll have all these freebies and goodies and stuff so you can um, learn about it there. And there is also a website, Free RPG Day. Mm-hmm. website which you can go to and there's a search function there so you can find out where your nearest friendly local gaming store is Ooh. and I'm very passionate about that because I used to own a friendly local gaming store Just okay so that's free stuff so I have a scoop. a scoop a scoop so I, I, had I had today so you know Modifius is doing the Spectre board game I do now it's slightly off oh, they announced that a while back it's slightly off the okay. pick for a okay. while back um, the Spectre board game is one where you play Agents of Spectre and yeah. you're trying to oh. do all these world domination evil plans. Oh, yeah. And, that is what I do. and James, James Bond oh. kind of runs around the, the board game like a wrecking ball, ruining all your plans. Like Miley Cyrus. Like yeah. exactly like Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so they're doing that. Uh, apparently, so I heard today, oh. they're doing a James Bond RPG bon, bon, later bon. this year. Well, is that something they said don't tell anyone but 
Well, no one's told me not to tell anyone. Alright, <laughs> 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 oh, okay. So checking, you're not like, there's not some embargo going on. Or and something. I didn't oh. hear about it from someone at Modifius either, so. Okay, well, as long as we don't say who they are, I guess oh. they won't get fired. Yeah. From no. a cannon into the but, sea. Yeah. They take the Agents of Smirsh roleplay really seriously. Mm. Um, well. yeah. Is there yeah. any more news that you guys can think of? Because I come I, I, I do. Um, so it's June, and that means it's Pride Month. So we're celebrating Yay. the LGBTQ plus community, which we have a lot of people who work at EM Publishing who are part of that community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just something we're keen to support. Um, uh, but there is also on itch.io um, a queer games bundle. It's called mm-hmm. Queer Games Bundle 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got over 411 creators, and they've mm-hmm. all been picked because they are. Um, diverse kind of queer creators mm-hmm. uh, and you can get that for $60 and mm. so that's a whole lot of, you get 586 items for $60 it's and they've raved th- raised $30,000 so far so yeah. if you want to the best way to support uh, kind of indie queer creators is to buy their stuff and this is mm. the way to do that yeah. uh, and it's also just a really good deal and mm. the way they're doing it is they're, um, all proceeds are being split evenly between all the makers who opted in to receive the funds so mm-hmm. I think some of the creators opted out mm-hmm. so that they're more you know, upcoming kind of creators could have yeah. that. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, games, software, zines wow. uh, from over 400 queer artists across itch. Nice. So if you want to celebrate Pride, that's a really good way to do it. Hmm. Two, two. Let's go. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? Any more news that you think we should be covering? I am scrolling through the news and I'm not really uh, seeing anything. Well, I know Gangs of the End City is coming out on Kickstarter at the moment, so that's pretty exciting. All right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I was about to say, moving on to the Kickstarter segment, have either of you two seen any Kickstarters that have jumped out at you? Uh, none of them have tried to attack me, no. It's been good. You've not been attacked by Kickstarter? I haven't been attacked by Kickstarter, nor, to the best of my knowledge, has a Kickstarter been raised for me to be attacked, so I am pretty happy about that, not going to lie. Okay. Yes. So, let me... We have a Kickstarter out. Ooh. Do we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, so we have uh, Sickness and Health, New Diseases for Your 5e Game, mm-hmm, which we mm-hmm. talked about previously. Uh, so that's still running. That's uh, got four days left to go on it. Nice. Um, so yeah, so you can check that out on there. So that's the thing we're doing. But also, uh, mm. next week we're launching a campaign that we're doing on Indiegogo. Ooh. Because some uh, some of our supporters don't want to use Kickstarter anymore because uh. of all the blockchain controversy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some people said, look, I want to support your stuff, but I don't want to use Kickstarter. So we're trying out using Indiegogo. So nice. if you're a person that likes tabletop RPG stuff and likes to do crowdfunding, but you don't want to use Kickstarter, check it out on there. So we're mm-hmm. doing Over the Next Hill, mm-hmm. uh, which has previously been on Kickstarter, but is now available on Indiegogo. So if you don't okay. want to use Kickstarter, that'll be mm-hmm. coming out there next week. Uh, on Tuesday so this would be what our second Indiegogo because we did the Ukraine one yes mm. yeah so our first one we yeah like I said did uh, was it Blessings Healing and Peace mm-hmm. for Ukraine yeah so that was a charity one but this one is one we're doing we're not sending it to Ukraine for the no, next really <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're keeping it as a, <laughs> as a company uh, but yeah but we're, we're basically trying out new crowdfunding platforms because mm. a lot of people have said they're not happy with Kickstarter and don't want to use it so mm. we want to start kind of branching out and giving people options. but we will still so. be doing stuff on Kickstarter we're not yes. moving yeah we're not mm. completely leaving but well I guess if everyone if everyone moved to Indiegogo and didn't use Kickstarter then we yeah, would completely move <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but like, if they did, mm. we would. So just saying, if you want that to happen, yeah. if Indiegogo Indi- campaign. If Indiegogo starts dropping million dollar RPG Kickstarters, then yeah, maybe we I hun- Yeah, we would, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right, so. Yes? 
I think we're done with the news, we're done with the Kickstarters. Yes. Topic of the week is Colin Avengers. Yes, my, my, my Kickstarter is ending on Thursday. Oh, oh, yes. oh. Yeah, it's doing quite well. Yeah. Do you want to remind people what it is? Oh, well, Crafting Personalised Feats, mm. where I basically turn more of D&D into Lego so that you can make your own personalised feats, which will also be extremely handy if you enjoy personalising your games for your players. Excellent. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Pretty sweet. So, we're at a convention. UK we Games Expo. Yes. How are, we having, how are we finding it? Are we enjoying it? Loads yes. of fun. Yes. Anything jumped out at you? When you've been wandering around, what's the, what's the thing that really has jumped out at you? I I've bought dice. I know. Which is shocking. Really? I no. bought some tiny dice. You accidentally dice. bought some dice earrings. I, I bought some dice <laughs> earrings. You you like, you I did. I went away. As I was on the stand, I was like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Uh, so I went off, and then on my way back, I got bedazzled by these D20 silver dice earrings. They are quite cool. They are very cool. They're very nice. Oh, so shiny. Uh, they're very shiny. They're very nice. Mm. And I didn't intend on spending £50 on them, but somehow. <laughs> Uh, they were in my ears and the money was out of my bank account. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was really nice. It was made by uh, this indie creator. I should really name drop them, but I don't have a business card. But they're a UK games that's been. They're very nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and yeah, they, they, they make... Well, no, there's loads of really cool uh, creators <laughs> that are making like geek adjacent stuff, stuff uh, mm. that's like jewellery and clothing and stuff. And it used to be years ago that it was all a bit tacky and a bit mm. like kitsch. But now it's like... Really, there's some really like tasteful, nice stuff, mm. and yeah, it's yeah, it's really good. Mm. Um, so I've I've bought that, and I've bought actual dice to game with as well. So we've got a day left. You still put your eye on anything that you want to go back and check out, or something you want to buy, or something you want to just take another look at? Yes. Gosh, what is that? Um, do you know? Mm, most things I backed on. We were talking about this earlier. I backed a lot of things on Kickstarter. Yeah, I, I'm having that trouble as well. I keep so, seeing things there. Mm. It's like Free League is the mm. classic example. Yes. They've got a whole bunch of stuff there, but I've got it all on Kickstarter, so. So yeah, so mm. I'm not I'm not going to pick it up. Yeah. Then, but. But. Yeah, mm. so that's that's been my thing with the tabletop RPGs things, and with with board games, there's some really cool board games out there, mm. actually, mm. and we've actually got a secret prototype here that we're trying out from a designer that bum, bum, you know, bum. maybe maybe we'll look at and make a thing. I'm going to shake it in front of the microphone. Oh, listen to that. There you go. So, yeah, we've if got... You can, if you can somehow reverse engineer that sound and work out what it is. I actually... <laughs> I, uh, I went to a publisher designer uh, evening where basically there's loads of uh, game designers and they are making different games. There's 16 of them. They get, we get five minutes with each of mm. them. They get to pitch us their game. So I went around and I saw loads of really cool games. There was this one that we're not going to publish and make because it, does, it doesn't suit what we're doing. Mm. But I actually really want it to exist. So I want someone else to make it. Uh. You are playing... Um, so you know how people thought the platypus when they first discovered it was made up and it wasn't real mm-hmm. and someone had just stitched it together? Mm-hmm. You're playing a game where you actually are going around the world and stitching together and making fake animals. Ah. So it's wonderful because it includes taxidermy, which every good game should. Mm, and you're trying to collect different parts when travelling around the world and then convincingly present it to the British Museum that it's a real thing. <laughs> and it's just so silly and fun. And the creators are two really lovely people. So actually, that is the game I'm most excited about. But it doesn't... They're, they're pitching to publishers. And I really... I, I, it's not a game. It's not a game for us. Mm. But I really want it to it exist because I want to buy it, and it seems really fun. I think they're at the playtest area tomorrow on Sunday, so I might go and see them. Mm. And they're just two really nice people, and the game is just everything mm. I enjoy. Yeah. You know, taxidermy and uh, a trick in the British Museum. Mm. So that's okay. what I'm most excited about. <laughs> this game that doesn't yet exist. What about you, Peter? 
Uh, well, there's a lot of very cool stuff out there. Possibly too much to actually count. The thing I picked up already is a game called Sandwich Maker from Slugfest Games. Oh, okay. It's a game all about making sandwiches using cards. <clears throat> Wonderful. Okay. Yeah, it's I like sandwiches. Fun. I like sandwiches. Yeah, so the, the puns in it are truly awful, which was a major reason why I picked it up. Mm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. do like your puns. I, I do like my puns. I have to say. The extension for <laughs> it is called Red Rolls. And yeah. Oh, and that's terrible. what sold you. Yeah, very much. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. No. And the many talented people who uh, were selling it to me were actually standing there. So, yeah, mm. what can I say? Sucker for a good sales pitch. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. You give yeah. a good sales pitch as well. Well, I just, I just let people know of my love for Level Up mm. and why it's so awesome. And then they yeah. just have to buy it. Yes. Yeah. Some of them even do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. some of them do. Mm. <laughs> so I saw... Yeah. The thing that caught my eye was um, mm. there was this miniature, I say miniature, it was not small, but uh, it was like an elephant mm. with, what's those things you put on the back of the elephant? Powders. Powders, yeah. Mm. But it was kind of like more the like more like the Lord of the Rings ones. Mm. Like, mm. Really, like a little really, elephant. Yeah, 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 yeah mm. something like that. And it was an enormous miniature, and it must have been sort of like nine inches high or something. It looked gorgeous. For the barefoot for the listeners at home, Russ is holding his hands about one foot or 30 centimetres apart. Nine inches about. I'd say that's about six inches. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome uh, anyway. to Late Night with Morris's official tabletop barbecue talk. <laughs> oh dear, dear, dear. The tone has been lowered. Uh, I'm sorry, die. but this, this mini, what was so great about this? <laughs> why, why, uh... it's, it's, well, it's big old. Oh, are you going to paint well, it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Thus. Thus lies the problem, because yeah. I do not paint miniatures, I cannot paint miniatures, I have no inclination to paint miniatures, and if I tried to do it, it would look awful. So Peter will do it for you. True. Peter's Peter does frequently minis. say, but, but if you actually, you know, let me have the miniatures, I would then paint them for you. Fine. Right. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. You're going to buy, buy it? Maybe not that. I'm not going to ask for it. it? I am How much is yeah. it? No, it's okay. You don't have to buy me a 120 quid model. <laughs> yeah, it's your first. No, I think it was about 60. Oh, oh I spent that on earrings. That's how much my earrings. Yeah, in my mind, I was like, maybe about 20 pounds, and the lovely person told me how much they were, and I was kind of like, oh, and I was like, I do really want them. <laughs> and I was on my way to the bathroom, so I kind of need to go to the loo. So I was like, right. impulse decision, just get it now. So, and then so, you the can leave. so the other thing that I saw, <laughs> and this is, wasn't something I was tempted by, it's just that yeah. I, can't, I can't forget it. So I walked part of this, I was walking along with Al, and mm. I was walking part of this, past this, like, it looked like it was an actual booth, but it turned out it was the actual product on sale. Oh. So there was like this hexagonal <gasps> yeah, table, I know. <laughs> or half hexagonal table, yes. where, with stools mm. where someone can sit at each side of, half of the hexagon mm. yeah then in the centre there was a seat of the hexagon there was a seat right. for the dungeon master or oh. the GM oh. who had a little like control panel like in front of them there okay. and behind yes. there was a big screen yeah like a and the idea screen, was yeah. that the, the the GM would be in the centre of this table yeah. and would be able to manipulate what was going on in the screen and do like mm-hmm. sound effects and change oh. the lighting all okay. sorts of like wow fancy stuff all the bells and whistles yeah all the bells and whistles but what they were selling it as because I mean you know it's kind of it's a gaming table sort of but what they were selling it at was they were pitching it as as you walked past do you want to make £200,000 a year yes and what they were pitching it as was something that you would get and then you would rent out the seats for five quid a time 
in slots to run like, a game like make like yeah and it would pay for itself and you would make £200,000 a year from it well that's I did point uh, out I was tempted but it wouldn't fit in my backpack so I, I passed but um certainly an ambitious business model mm, yeah. yeah but then as, as as several people pointed out to me when I told them all they had to do was sell one and they're done for the year I guess yeah, yeah. I guess I guess yeah. it, was, it was a weird pitch as well because I walked past and a friend of mine went over to have a look and they mm. were pitching them like the great thing about it mm. is it will standardise all your games so they'll all be the same and everyone will have the same experience and mm. they said that sounds terrible because <laughs> the whole joy of tabletop RPGs and running games is that you don't fully know what the story is going to be and how mm. it's going to pan out and every game you play is different yeah because yes. uh, even if you run the same scenario you play it with a different group and people it make is, wild choices yeah. and do strange things and that's the joy of it so and, the there's, idea and there's that, a different dynamic and there's a different GM and there's yeah. it just, it's a different experience yeah so yeah. my friend who, who saw it was like well part of what I like about games is that it's different every time mm-hmm. and that as a GM I'm on my toes like they said yes. well, they said what would you do if, if your players went off the scenario and just something else they're like well it would be a pre-assigned one so they'd need to stay on the scenario mm, and he was like else. how do you get players to do that tell me any gm <laughs> that can get their players to follow the story so what i'm, yeah. what I'm hearing is that they have this excellent rental model did they give you a quote for to come and rent you out this uh, <laughs> they did not no well they're not following their own suggested business model okay okay <laughs> and also that they're excellent cat herds as well mm. because as any gm it, knows it is yeah. herding cats it did look really yeah. cool though and i think technology can be used like that in a game that would yes. be really good because I love the yes. idea of having a big screen behind you because you could be like and then you see someone walking towards you and then you have the image coming up I do, behind I do you I do like the idea of technology being used to augment a game I don't like the idea yeah. of technology being used to take over a game yeah mm. yeah because I think when you become reliant yeah. on the technology I think the game loses something what you're saying we should yeah. use our imaginations like some sort of animal oh no some sort, oh, of, going too some sort of theatre or play going on inside your head or mind no. maybe what that would be silly oh, <laughs> disgusting I can't oh it's a seal for this Peter's left right <laughs> so how are you guys found working I know like Jess and I we've worked uh, mentioned a couple of times one before. One or two, yeah. Peter, is this the first one that you've probably... Oh, no, you've, you've helped us out before. Uh, I, I, I came along to yeah. look after lunch. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just not... I don't know, I don't, I'm not finding it particularly hard work. I, I, there's a lot of standing, which I, do, yeah. I don't really care for. Oh, not going to yeah. lie. Not, not a big fan of standing. Feet, yeah. Yeah. But, I Have mean, you tried studying your hands? I feel that whilst I Have you tried levitating? Was that None. what you were doing? Have you tried suspending you yourself from the ceiling? All these options are available. The ceiling, I, you have not at, availed the ceiling at the NEC is cannot, very high. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> afford the rigging fee yeah. to be suspended from I, the ceiling. I mean, I know I'm not a tall person, <laughs> but I think even for the average height person, it's a high ceiling. <laughs> it is a high yes. ceiling. It's a really high ceiling. Yes. But no, um, that is basically people come over and then they say, tell me about Level Up. I'm like, okay then. I tell them about all the good stuff in there. And then you do. Yes. Hmm. And they say, oh, that sounds really good. And then they buy some books. Hmm. Which is pretty nice, really. Sometimes. And sometimes they don't come over and say, tell me about Level Up. They're just walking past. And you, <laughs> you use that lasso you've got and you swing it around your head and you grab them. You pull them into the booth and then force them. Please, that's me. You don't talk about what I'm obsessed. That's, that's what's my other business, which we don't talk about right now. <sighs> anyway. No. Moving swiftly on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, is, yeah. it is fun. And it's, it's, it is surprisingly tiring. It's so tiring. I think 
because you're mm. standing there and standing hurts your feet more than not and this year we even got special flooring in because mm. when we were last here at 2019 we just had the, the usual well we had floor. the lava last year and that just oh, wasn't good was it, it? Was, no. it yeah. was terrible so we went with a, with a sort of like rubber flooring this time yeah it was much better oh, okay. yeah. I mean I, I had my feet melt off, melt off last time and I had to get new feet it was awful it's expensive as well yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. but no it is hard off your feet but it's also difficult because you're trying to have social skills which is so difficult <laughs> and you have to well, talk to, to people I know if you don't have them like you know because you're trying to be because and you're giving the same kind of because people say oh tell me about this game mm. and you're speaking to like dozens of people in a day about it and you're mm. having to be as enthusiastic and talk about it as if it's the first time as if mm. you haven't gone wait let me tell you about the awfully cheerful engine yeah uh, and so <laughs> which is great and is less than £10 to buy at the convention you um, here first but we know we noticed Peter came up with a good way um, to start that conversation is oh, yeah. you you ask are you a player or a GM no I ask do you prefer to play or to GM okay that's okay. a different question alright that's, no. that's slightly I'm sorry I, I must be correct <laughs> that's a good question actually. but anyway and that, that enables you to sort of tailor where you go from there and which bits you start highlighting to, yeah. to, 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 to the person well I want that's to true. tell people about what they're interested in yeah like, if you're a player, then all the GM side of things is maybe not so useful to you. Yeah, if you, you're you GM, want to know about the, the new classes. classes nice. Well, That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 My, but, yeah, sorry. But, but if you're a GM, then you want to know about the cool stuff, like the designing your own encounter table. Mm. You want to know yeah. about the exploration challenges. Yeah. You want to know about the worldwide level table. There is a lot to cover. Yeah, no, that, is, that, yeah. That's, that's a good way to start it. And, that uh, is true. Al and I both started doing hmm. that. I asked an earlier question. I asked, hmm. are you a role player? Because oh. some people have had come up and they're looking at it for the first time, mm. and how you pitch that conversation is very different. If you're like, mm. "Yeah, I play, I play D and D every week," and also, first of all, it doesn't actually say the word role playing game on it at all. So maybe people don't necessarily know straight away. Because one person did say to me about the RPG engine, I thought they were comics. Well, they are designed to look like yeah, they yeah, are that, very much designed to look so like that has been my yeah. first question, particularly because the Awfully Cheerful Engine is actually great if you've not played role playing games before because mm-hmm. it's not scary, you mm. know the setting, mm. it's like a really accessible system. Mm. Uh, and so part of me was waiting for people to go, No, not really. And I'm like, Well, here you go. But a lot of them are like, Yeah, and I'm like, Do you have friends that don't? <laughs> here you go. Because, <laughs> well, that's what. The awfully cheerful engine is for me. It's 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 like a it's a, a gateway drug, if you no. will. Or with me, game, my, my, game. my approach with that one. I said what you I see someone looking, <laughs> <laughs> You see, you see someone looking at the rack. So mm. I would sort of say, which one no. is the one that appeals to you? And they'll they'll inv- they invariably sort of said, oh, the Indiana Jones looking one, or the mm. the uh, accidentally and anthropomorphic. I can't even say. Accidentally anthropomorphic animal heroes. Oh, I say, well, well, well thank you very much. Uh, you know, they'll they'll literally choose it for you and then you can start talking about that thing that they've chosen for you yeah that's good yeah but I like going to conventions as well and there's lots of events and I've got to see people that I haven't seen for a number of years because people Mm. I think you kind of know but Mm. you only really know them from gaming and conventions I I, I went to lots of stands of publishers that I know so I go Mm -hmm. to Cubicle 7 I go to these different places every single time I went there there was Andy Peregrine standing there talking to them. Like, yeah. it was like, I don't understand. Either Andy has had himself cloned or, or he's like stalking me or something. But Could maybe both. it's like, you know, he's mainly the ubiquitous Mr. Peregrine. Everywhere he I is. went, yeah. he was standing there talking to the person I was going to talk to. Shall the podcast episode be a picture of me with Andy holding a book? Because yeah. I actually yeah. But yeah, no, I had the same thing. I saw loads of people, and also in board games, because I used to work in board games, so mm. I was catching up with loads of people there and getting all the gossip. Um, but yeah, no, convention's great. But mm. what would you say your convention survival tips are? 
or your hot tips for somebody that's not been to conventions before? Comfy mm. shoes. Comfy shoes is so oh, important, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, I am um, actually, despite the fact that I wore comfy trainers and we had the flooring, mm. I am, mm-hmm. I, when I got back today to yeah. the hotel, I was kind of limping around for about half an hour going, mm. why do my legs hurt so much? Mm. Yeah. I would say bring a water bottle as well because mm. it sounds yeah. really stupid. But drinks, no. food and drink is really expensive. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I bought a sandwich down. and it was like seven pounds. Yeah. Well, this weekend ah. I never realised how delicious water was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So it gets very warm. And I'll tell you, if you're an exhibitor, mm. I would say have a box of random stationary things. Because mm. so many times we found use for a bit of blue tack, a bit of duct tape, mm. some mm. scissors. We made friends with Aries that sat next to us because we had some scissors. Mm. Um, and just having bits and pieces like that is incredibly useful. And if anyone is looking for a business opportunity, to do a convention like this, mm. set up a stand where you do instant printing yes. of leaflets and things. Wow. Yes, because yeah, yeah. how many times is like, oh, I wish we had a leaflet to mm. say that. We just, when you get there, you realise you want a little sign that says X, Y, or Z yeah. right and there. And either you have to do it yourself on a piece of paper yeah. with a pen. And it looks or, rubbish. Yeah. Mm. So if there was a stand there, and I, honestly, I, I paid way over the odds for it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Quite happily. Yeah. Okay. And uh, also, uh, if you're a masseuse and you could do foot massages as well, I think you'd do really well. <laughs> but, you know, what would you charge? Because if you want to go to a games convention and massage everyone's feet, I don't know. Oof, I like, this sounds terrible. I cannot but, imagine like... massaging someone's feet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not for me. I hate feet. I can't stand feet. I can't okay. stand my own feet. I can't stand anyone else's feet. Whenever people That's walk around in open-toed sandals and stuff, I'm like, oh, Wow, I didn't realise we touched on such a nerve. I hate it. Hate They're it. just feet, man. They're just They're horrible, it's fine. Though. Why? They're That's just not horrible. Okay. Okay. Perhaps this is just a session. <laughs> we could talk about the convention. Okay. Uh, yes. Instead of feet. I actually yeah. had a really nice experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to play. Oh. Advanced fifth edition. I got to play and level up. Oh. Uh, uh, just like to say hello, Dave. Um, <laughs> who recognised my voice from the podcast? There yes. I was doing my best to be incognito, but they clocked you. Super. Super hard. Disguised your voice. I should have disguised my voice. Well, <laughs> yes. I suppose I could. <laughs> they know but that voice of yours, they, though. They, they they do. You, uh, you, were, you were there with your wife, obviously. Yes. Uh, you should have pretended not to know each other. You should have turned up at the game separately and said, Hello, stranger. I don't know you. Who are you? Why, why would I pretend not to know my wife, too? I don't know, it would add, add to the general incognito it's distancing yourself from your actual identity as much as possible. Like a spy. Like a spy. You change yeah. as many things about your identity as but possible. But you could not get past Dave, he recognised you straight away on the podcast. I was recognised by my voice today at the convention. Really? I was asking directions to go somewhere because I was yes. lost because I'm not a smart person. <laughs> and they said, I know that voice. And yes. I looked at them and I thought... Oh, this is Wait a somewhere. minute, I, I hired you on the basis that you were a smart person. Are you telling me that? It's too late, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, is she smarter than you, Russ? Is the question. Yeah, that's the only thing. I have a really low bar. Is, 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 is like that thing where you don't have to run faster than the bear, you just have to run faster yeah. than your friend? Yeah, it's 100% that situation. But anyway, I was lost in a convention centre that was fully signed, because that's who I am as a person. Mm. And yeah, and it was because I recognised that voice, and I thought, oh no, it's somebody that I've met before that I don't recognise. And they said, oh, I recognise you from Not D&D. You do that podcast. Woo. So there we go. So, yeah, there you that go. was weird. Now you're a And then they said, you're a lot shorter than I thought you would be. What? And I was like, I don't... How, 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 it's weird that someone would imagine your height just on your voice. Yeah, I know. It's... But I guess when I do the live streams as well, I'm always sat down. 
But I am very short. I'm like five foot tall. Yeah. On a good day. I mean, you, I do, you do say that quite a lot, so I thought they would probably know. Oh, yeah, I do make short jokes. It's funny. Yeah. It is funny. Yeah, but I think they would probably know that. Then, well, they didn't. Well, they no. didn't, clearly, no. Okay. But anyway. Or maybe they did expect you to be short and you were still shorter than they expected. Possibly true. Well. She <laughs> said she was short, but I was wow. not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, but anyway, yeah. So it is interesting when you go to conventions because then people that listen to shows and stuff like that are there. Mm, so it's nice to get to people. Yeah. And then they came and they bought some books. They bought yeah. some copies of the Awfully Cheerful Engine. And there was someone mm. who came up and said that they loved this podcast? I don't think that happened. That uh, did happen. And do you know what else they said? What? They said that I was the best. That definitely oh, didn't happen. That's 100% a lie. You took that lie too far. Oh, yeah, the I thing is, the when you lie, it's oh, credibility. When, yeah. were stretched to break When you lie, you've got to make it believable. It definitely <laughs> happened. You're not going to be anyone's favourite. I said to them, do you or do you not think I'm the best? And they said, yes, of course. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. cool. What yeah, the tone sure. was that? Was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and sure. then <laughs> And backed off. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, if you're at the UK Games Expo, uh, do come say hi. And well, tell us you recognise our voices, because apparently we like it. It's very unlikely that they will hear this before the UK <laughs> Games Expo is over. That's not the point. <laughs> if you're at the UK Games Expo, travel back in time and come and say hi. Yes, please. Yes. Thanks that for doing that. Great. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Are, we, are we done? Yes. And this would be the time where we would answer your awfully cheerful question, but we don't have one this week. So, if you would like to win a free copy of the Awfully Cheerful Engine issue one, all you have to do is go onto Twitter and ask us a question about any tabletop RPG using the hashtag Awfully Cheerful Question. Or, alternatively, you can send us an email asking your question. Russ, what is that email address? Morrispodcast at gmail.com And to be clear, we... Doesn't have to be about our games or us or anything like that. Anything RPG related, ask us. We'll try and answer it. We'll do our best. I mean, we're not smart people. Yeah. We will say some words. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then we will send you a free copy of the Awfully Cheerful Engine. Ask question, receive book. That's the uh, Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG tour. Promise. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And with that, we're going to end this dump. We're done. We're done. Let's go. Yeah. Apparently I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. You're saying that... A cat can't be selfless. Cats are uh, intrinsically I, evil. It's got to be said. I, yes. What? That's absolutely wild. Oh, I love cats. I've had two pet cats, but they are... Yes. The most, they are the most selfish creatures on the planet. Other than babies. Either, so I can talk, up, talk slightly louder now. You so can try projecting I, your voice. Right? I can try... Well, okay. there are...
there are people like trying to sleep. Yes. Like, they'll hear that and be like, what is happening? Oh, you room? can actually see, yeah. look at that. Yes, yes. 